0: We present the News Quiz with your host, Sandy Toxvig.
1: Hello and welcome to the News Quiz. We start with a cutting from the listings of the British Film Institute, read by Rory Morrison.
0: Our parent and baby screenings are especially for people with under-2s in tow and are always family-friendly. 7th of July, Bambi. 14th of July, Bonnie and Clyde. (laughs)
1: our thanks to Richard Brock for sending that in. Uh, Let's meet the teams. Will you welcome, first on my right, Francis Ween and Andy Hamilton. And opposite them on my left, Sue Perkins and Jeremy Hardy. Now, Francis, uh, I hope you're having a lovely Friday evening. uh, Or Saturday morning, if I'm speaking to you during the repeat. Um, (laughs) Now, there's a very slight technical hitch. I don't know who's won Thursday's elections. So what I was thinking is, for the sake of the edit, whether you could give me three possible outcomes. That's, oh,
2: that's the question, is it?
1: Well, um, first of all, I want you to do, answer the question as if Labour have suffered a devastating rout, OK? So, Francis, who's been kicked in the ballots?
2: Oh, this will be the local elections and the European elections. Yeah. If you don't want to know the results, look away now. Um, But we don't know the results of the European elections yet because, of course, they're not announced until Sunday. But luckily, the county council elections, I'm I'm sure we've all heard on the news, uh, the extraordinary results. um, (laughs) That uh, the agrarian reformists have taken Surrey and anarcho-syndicalists beat Labour into fifth place in Derbyshire. And the most amazing one of all, Hamas, now has overall control of Rutland. (laughs) (laughs) it's a disaster for the Prime Minister. Or the former Prime Minister, if you're listening to the repeat.
3: (laughs) I think think the really big turn-up, though, was that overall, if you add up all the votes, I think Labour actually came in behind West Bromwich Albion, didn't they?
1: (laughs) Okay, let's try option two. Um, okay. yeah, sure, there uh, isn't another option. Sure, yeah. Well, this one's. I don't think we'll use this one, but Labour have actually done extraordinarily well. <laughs> and Brown's position is stronger than ever. So here we go. Uh, Francis, who's been kicked in the ballots? Well, <laughs>
2: it's um, this frumpy Scott who everyone thought was going to win and came second but that was actually a jolly good result yeah. beaten by a, a dance troupe from Essex um, <laughs> and uh, he's now um, in second place on lots of county councils uh, but it's still a good effort for Labour and they, I think they've won something haven't they I don't know what a prize for raffia work that sort <laughs> of thing I just think you know that Susan Boyle is now always referred to as Subo in these headlines and I was thinking earlier on that Boris Johnson became Bojo if only you applied that generally to everyone you, Gordon Brown he could be GoBro or what the other sort and um uh, well, actually, I was mentioning Jeremy Hardy could be Jihad. Uh, <laughs> <though I> <laughs> and, and, and actually, best of all, Harriet Harman could be Ha Ha. <laughs>
1: Option three is my final option. The Lib Dems have won every council in Britain. <laughs> uh, Nick Clegg has been declared emperor. Uh, for reasons For uh, Nobody can understand. Esther Ranson now controls an area of Europe roughly the size of the Austro-Hungarian <laughs> Empire. OK, so that's the, that's the other one we want. Francis, who's been kicked in the ballots?
2: Well, everyone <laughs> except for the Lib Dems, who have swept to power um, in... Parts of the West Country.
1: Yeah, that's correct. There, there have been some upsets. The Conservatives have lost Duck Island. <laughs>
4: it's got to be bad, surely, for Labour. I mean, it was, it was so bad that on the eve of the election, it, it was a party so terrible, they were actually mourning the loss of Hazel Blears. How bad can it be <laughs> if Hazel Blears leaving is the death knell? If, if the Titian troll walks out... <laughs> ..and that's a bad thing, that's a party in crisis...
1: <laughs> I now want a Titian troll in my garden. I... Well, there's one going spare. She comes with full motorbike leathers as well. <laughs> I like the. That UKIP were complaining that voters couldn't find them on the ballot paper because they were down at the bottom of the ballot paper. And yeah. t- and then, because it was alphabetical listing, wasn't it? Yeah. And you just think, yeah, the alphabet is definitely the only reason people don't vote for <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> if they called themselves tossers, they'd be slightly further up.
5: Yeah.
2: I think, that, I think that's, that's why the agrarian reformists and anarcho-syndactists did so
5: well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a very long ballot paper, though. Mm. Ours was like a scroll I didn't, even, I didn't even get as far as well, the independence. Did you
4: vote in ancient Egypt? <laughs> the
6: thing that
3: threw me, though, was that, that there were, yeah, I don't know, about 25 parties, but then at the end there was just a list of individuals. Yeah, they And I thought, I don't know these people. Yeah,
6: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know... It's just they pick those individual names at random. It'd be such a shock if you went on the list and you found your own name and you went, "Oh yeah, my yeah. word!" I don't know. Oh, no, I haven't got time to be <laughs> a Euro ending.
3: Well, <laughs> maybe there was a gap at the bottom. Maybe they just thought, it's, aesthetically, it wasn't very pleasing to yeah. have white paper at the bottom. They thought, "I'll just write some names in <laughs> <laughs> for a joke."
6: Maybe
4: you can submit some suggestions of your own at the end. Yeah. People you'd like to see. Whenever. Yeah,
5: yeah. Or you can just do some colouring.
6: <laughs>
5: I wanted to spoil my ballot paper, so I took it for a pizza and then let it watch a video.
1: <laughs> Did you see in the Swedish European elections there's a pirate party? And, no, yeah. tr- there is, honestly. They're first
5: person. on the ballot paper because their slogan is. Esther Ransom wasn't standing in this lot of local... No, meetings. no, she's no, she... talking about it. Yeah. I would never vote for her because I sent her a schmackle-shaped carrot when I was a young lad. A what shape? Schmackle. What's a schmackle? I'm schmeckle? being polite. It was a carrot of a... Shaped
4: like a penis? Yeah. And you think you're not going to vote for her
5: because, what, she was slightly
1: disturbed? I he- sent... Hear me
5: out, Susan, I'm on sorry, this occasion. i don't
1: mean to be stupid, but aren't all carrots shaped like a penis? no, no. <laughs> It
5: was like a sort of tripod carrot oh. with a short middle leg of the tripod.
1: No wonder you wanted to share that hilarity with the nation. <laughs> I was
5: about ten, OK? It was about the size oh, that honest. I was you at the time. S-
1: you would have sent it in last week. <laughs> be honest with yourself.
5: Anyway, my point is she never even bothered to reply in person, so no way would I vote. Uh,
1: well, well done, Francis. That was exactly yes. right. Um, LAUGHTER Yes, that was Thursday's local and European elections which gave voters their first chance to respond to the parliamentary expenses scandal. There were fears that voters would turn to ineffectual fringe parties like Labour. <laughs> local elections are a traditional uh, time when voters show the government exactly how angry they are by going to Tesco's to do the big shop and completely forgetting they were supposed to vote on the way home. <laughs> Andy, who's been accused of Pugin the boot in... Puget. That's Puget. very that's, that's very learned references. to yeah.
3: Parliament was. I was thinking the other day how clever our MPs are, because they've managed to somehow bring a completely new meaning to the phrase "the mother of all parliaments." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is Gordon's travails, yeah. Gordon, poor Gordon Brown, who drove the final nail into his own coffin this week. Um, he, he is leader of. a a party, except that there isn't a party anymore because they're all jumping ship. Hazel um, Bly is, of course, famously jumped ship, although technically she didn't really jump ship because she was already being dangled over the side of the ship. I don't know what the, the correct term... A chipmunk deserting a sinking ship? Yes.
1: She is like a sort of feral cranky, isn't uh, she? <laughs>
2: Yeah, the other reason you know it's all over is they're, they're the amazing multiple pileups and mixed metaphors. Did You see, in the Guardian report, it said, Harriet Harman attempted to steady the ship by insisting that the wheels had not come off. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Did you see her
1: badge, Hazel's... The squirrel Nutkin's oh, badge? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it said she was a member of the Tufty Club. <laughs> no, trust me, I'm president of the Tufty Club. There's no way she... <laughs>
5: <laughs> Prince Charles wants to get rid of grey squirrels so that she can thrive. <laughs>
1: But he's lost all his
3: uh, women cabinet Mm -hmm. ministers, well, nearly all of them. I mean, uh, because Jackie Smith has left politics so she can spend more time keeping an eye on her husband. (laughs) That's why that had to be a surprise resignation. (laughs) She didn't want him to have time to put everything away.
1: She had lost credibility. People calling her the second Home Secretary. I think that's... uh... (laughs)
5: Did anyone see Sean Woodward on Newsnight? Yes, yes. The guy who was a Tory, who's now fantastically loyal to Gordon Brown. And a former
2: producer of That's Life. He was the one who stole your carrot.
5: Oh! Oh. He said Gordon Brown was at the top of his game three times, and it was just Gordon grinning maniacally at everything that was said, because now he's just making up all the years. People think, come on, Gordon, give us a smile. It's it's so inappropriate. As the party goes into tailspin, it's like tying tin cans to the back of a hearse or something. It's just... (laughs) I was in Kakadu last year on tour, and um, I thought, well, it'd be interesting because he's from there, and I'll get to go to his town and get to find out why he is so completely dour and maybe people can tell me, you know. And I got off the train and I thought, oh, I see, because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a little ray of sunshine up there. He really would. I played to two hours of complete silence, and at the end, the organizer said, "You went down very well." <laughs>
1: Female MPs who meet weekly in the Pugin Room at the House of Commons have been accused of plotting the downfall of Gordon Brown. Hazel Blears resigned on the eve of the election and went home. <laughs> but which one? <laughs> she has announced her intention to return home to serve the people of Salford. Poor bastards. <laughs> she wore a brooch bearing the words Rocking the boat, never wise, when you're travelling full steam ahead up a creek without a paddle. <laughs> Two points to Andy. Sue, who says yes, we Koran.
4: Ah, this is Barack the Builder. You
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> said America was not at war with Islam, and you sort of had a sense was only because Bush couldn't find Islam on the map. <laughs> it's not for want of trying, yeah. is it? He always says in interviews.
3: He always says that he, he said I'm going there. It, it's part of a conversation. It's a conversation. And I've just got this lovely mental picture of him sitting down with Netanyahu on one hand and Ahmadinejad the other side and a cup of tea and saying, so, what should we talk about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seen anything good
4: on TV recently?
3: Yeah, Susan Boyle, what do you make of all that?
1: (laughs) He called for an end to the cycle of suspicion and discord and I thought, that's one of the settings on my washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) He was also given this in enormous gold medallion by King
4: Abdullah. I don't know if everyone saw it. It was just... It was, the, it was like Mega Mare. The most bling-ridden local mare you've ever seen. So enormous, it just sort of draped over his
1: shoulders, which meant he, he looked like a sort of camp Dalek.
6: <laughs>
1: I did like the fact that Obama's visit was denounced by Osama bin Laden in a taped message. Now... I know they're living in the hills, but you have to admire al-Qaeda's refusal to embrace modernity. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the News Quiz is now a podcast, and they are still resolutely sticking to those C90 tapes. I think it's... At the end of it, they've recorded over the... Air, and, you know, they just keep re-recording. If <laughs> you play that tape long
4: enough, there's just Top of the Pops from
6: 1984. <laughs> <or like
3: that>. <laughs> <laughs> there's a worrying trend. There's one worrying trend with Obama, though, which I've noticed, which is this tendency to hyphenate and abbreviate Crises because Afghanistan and Pakistan is now AFPAC, isn't it? That's what they call it. The AFPAC problem. Do you, th- do you think they're just abbreviating it to try and make the problem seem smaller?
1: Is this something happening all over the world? It's happening with names, and it is. I just thought
3: Amanda
2: Holden would be a manhole. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you just invented yes. a new parlor game, haven't
1: you? <laughs>
6: yeah, that's very good.
3: Piers Morgan would be P. Moore. Rory Morrison will be Romo. Happy with that? Rory? Very, more than yeah. yes. Romo. Romo.
1: I think Radio 4 could have a change. Now the news read by mm. Romo. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel,
0: I feel very good about
2: that.
1: Yeah.
6: Yes. <laughs> and would Peter like,
2: Donaldson will be pedo.
5: <laughs> Say that to his face.
1: <laughs> At a speech in Cairo, President Obama has called for a new beginning in relations between Muslims and the West. Uh, The president called on both sides to seek common ground. I thought common ground was the problem. (laughs) Uh, Obama also urged Americans and Muslims to say openly the things we hold in our hearts. And for Americans, that's obvious. It's cholesterol. (laughs) Two points to Ms Perkins. Jeremy, who will be going to the beach this weekend after all?
6: Well,
5: again, President Obi Wan Kenobi makes a helpful, <laughs> a helpful intervention because uh, on June the fourth we commemorate the D-Day landings, which were the beginning of the end for the Nazis. Although we still don't know how well they did in the European elections. <laughs> but um, so on June the fourth, it's an important day for veterans. But President Sarkozy thought that it should be a Franco-American event. So they didn't invite the Queen. Now, whether or not you believe in the hereditary monarch being the head of state, she is the head of state, and she did serve in the war. She was a sniper at Balmoral. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she did... I don't know, she did something in the... Yeah, she, she stripped cars. Yeah, she stripped cars. She was an engineer in...
4: With the, her eyes. In,
5: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she didn't get an invite. And then President Obi-Wan Kenobi intervened and they quickly, hurriedly said, "Oh God, all right, we'll invite her." But she's got money on a nag in the Derby, mm. and and uh, Charles says, "You've got to go, mummy." You say hey, bollocks, I've got a monkey on that, and, <laughs> and uh, so she know, didn't want to go. <laughs> if
1: she's ever unavailable for a radio broadcast, <laughs> surely the Queen. The best thing would be not to have an invite, but just arrive by surprise. That's how Britain did D-Day in the first place.
5: (laughs) 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 Ah. But that's what Gerry will be expecting, you Uh, see. Yeah, so
4: the second time around, they'll be aware of it. She can't just tell him and go, boo!
5: (laughs) So Charles is going to go, but no-one's going to bring him home, so loads of little boats are going to have to go out and bring, bring Charles back.
1: Prince Charles has accepted an invitation to attend this weekend's D-Day commemoration in Normandy following a diplomatic row with France that left the Queen without an invite. The Queen will instead spend the day at Epsom, where, as chance would have it, the Duchess of Cornwall is running in the Derby. <laughs> Charles was invited to the ceremony by the French ambassador to London in a diplomatic procedure that included an exchange of gifts, 10,000 Ferro Rocher and one Duchy original's oat cake. <laughs> of round one I can tell you the scores are Mm. Francis and Andy have got four points but so too have Sue and Jeremy and we start round two with a cutting from the Hamilton Spectator
0: how much cleavage is too much a businesswoman must keep in mind that too much exposed boobage can swing back around and kick her in the butt
1: (laughs) and our thanks to Bill Hunter from Ontario for sending us that
4: I've now got Breasts like a snood in my head. It is a problem if you're big breasted and you play golf. It is. You can hear you clapping behind your back. It's like someone's behind applauding
1: you for the shot. You hit the ball too hard, you can have your eye out. It's really. It's, I imagine. Um, Francis, who bottled it when it came to witches?
2: Oh, this is a 17th century witches' bottle. Oh. In the 17th century, people used to ward off evil spells by filling a bottle with stuff with a secret recipe of herbs and spices and burying it, I think, outside their front doorstep. And one has been found which is sealed up so they can actually see what's in it. And it's got sort of bits of fingernail, toenail clippings, old um, rusty nails, and a lot of urine. That's the main
3: ingredient, the Sounds crucial ingredient.
4: like one of those Blue Peter time capsules. Yeah.
3: How do they know? that that's what the bottle was for. Is there a label on it saying witch repellent? (laughs) All I'm saying is we shouldn't do jokes about witches because they don't like it.
1: Yeah, but she is going back to Salford. I I think we'll be all right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I got very drunk at a party a long time ago and I was introduced to a man who was a warlock. (laughs) And me Oi, and my mate date. went into best kind of you know boorish mode. We like saying, "All right, then, go on, turn us into something." He said, I, "We we don't do that. That's not a complete. That's a complete misconception about what warlocks do." But he did, though, didn't he? Andy?
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I used to be six foot two. <laughs> Uh, The analysis of a 17th-century witch bottle has revealed the recipe for warding off a witch's curse. The bottle contained urine, leather, iron nails, some nail clippings, navel fluff and a lock of hair. It sounds like what you'd get if you deep-cleaned a goth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The urine was discovered to be a man's, despite the fact that all of it was inside the bottle and not liberally sprinkled around. (laughs) Uh, So two points to Francis, Andy, which drink-related injury is bouncing back Uh, It's uh, it's Scottish.
5: We know, don't we? We know exactly what trampet
1: injuries. (laughs) They're trying
4: to say, actually, all seriousness, that there should be spotters. They're called people who sort of hang around the bouncy castle or trampoline and uh, see if there's a sort of portly adult on the lash about to take it to eleven on the jumping front.
3: There'll be some public safety film. Don't drink and bounce, or something. <laughs> Enjoy bouncing
5: responsibly. Yeah, I
1: do. Uh, I do hire a trampoline every now and then for my children, but only when the roof wants fixing. <laughs> oh, honestly, if you send them up there without the pretext of funds, social services are all over you. <laughs>
6: um,
1: another health and safety one about strawberries. Anybody know the health and safety one? They had to
2: close it down. Yeah. Because. A woman once fell over while picking her own strawberries. <laughs> and so they've now got to install walkways. Apparently,
3: a uh, strawberry can maim if it, <laughs> if it falls at a velocity. So you've got to insulate... It can break your arm. You've got to insulate every strawberry individually. Yeah. Also, you've got to make everybody aware, you know, there's got to be an assessment form where they're aware of the fact there are strawberries in the area. <laughs>
1: The farmers asked to install handrails. <laughs> so, nobody's going to fall over, but about four people, a strawberry, are going to bang their heads on the handrails. <laughs> doctors in Scotland have warned that increasing numbers of children are being injured bouncing on trampolines with drunk adults. <laughs> Not funny at all. Um, <laughs> doctors have issued the warning because forecasters have predicted a barbecue summer. <laughs> barbecue on a trampoline, that is dangerous. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Perkins... Why is Dr. Doctor, Doctor, I feel like a woman, no joke?
4: Ah, yes, this is the Royal College of Physicians saying that within the space of eight years, by sort of 2017, most doctors will be women. I don't know how many doctors are happy to have the operation, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> how outrageous that one of the caring professions should have women in it. It's a disgrace. Sir Stuart Rose has waded in to the sexism debate. Of course, it should be noted that this is not just ordinary sexism. (laughs) This is proper silver-haired, silver-tongued, corporate, Marks and Spencer sexism. (laughs) And he has waded into the debate by saying, basically, come on, girls, you've never had it so good. Um, He sort of... Furious and says things like, Women shouldn't complain, it's easy for them. And uh, apparently, if you point out to him that women grow 80% of the food and basically do 75% of the world's work, and yet they only own 1% of the world's collective assets, uh, that it's. Steady on, city... old girl, you're
5: becoming hysterical. I've got
4: hot now, but I not carry
5: <laughs> on. I should have to strike Sir you. Stewart, I'm afraid. I told you not to be here. I'm allowed to rant.
4: <laughs> and it's, you know, four, only 4% of FTSE uh, listed companies have, have women as their CEOs, all those sorts oh, of things. Oh, come, come, my yes, dear. Yeah. Yes, I Don't know. worry, a pretty Calm your head pretty little pretty head about this. <laughs> <laughs> the only glass thing that interests Jeremy is the one he can sit under whilst the woman walks on top.
5: <laughs> and you promised you'd take your thermals off first. Yes. <laughs>
4: So it's all basically erupted and there's a big thing and everyone's furious and going, what, women, doctors, whatever next? Uh, they'll but put knitting like... circle in the waiting room and they'll be able to multitask and they'll be in the middle of heart surgery and they'll want to go and collect Annabelle from ballet.
6: <laughs> <laughs> How
5: can they possibly carry out surgery when they're practising sitting on a horse sideways? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this week, Marks and Spencer chairman Sir Stuart Rose claimed that the glass ceiling has disappeared. <laughs> for women, mm. now so far away we can't even see it um, <laughs> in a charming rant uh, Rose said, I mean what else do you want to do for God's sake women's astronauts, women miners, women doctors what is it you haven't got and I thought, I don't know, your balls on a platter <laughs>
4: nice Holland days, mm. not just ordinary Holland days. No.
6: <laughs> two
1: points to Sue. Jeremy, why is the war on terror a class issue?
5: In Blackburn, in Babylon, the police, uh, are showing this video to children and it shows them how to spot a terrorist. And to help it, they've got an animated talking lion. Because the thing is, as we know, there is nothing u- unique and different about terrorists. They're not wearing a T-shirt saying, my brother went to Afghanistan and all I got was this lousy training manual. LAUGHTER <laughs>
1: Police to do that sort of thing. Yeah, but this is a great way for the police to hand over the responsibility to the children. I mean, look at the famous five, they clean things up nowhere.
6: <laughs> so
1: you've got the lion Yeah. going.
5: <laughs> no, he's he's a friendly lion who's who's showing because he's white, he's like Aslan or something. He's showing he's <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Susan with her head in a glass, <laughs> listeners. Don't, don't worry. I've
4: been doing this for years on David Attenborough's programmes.
5: Do you know they do that on nature programmes? That's true. I was recording a voiceover for a documentary once. Well, I say a documentary, it was about a pizza restaurant in Cambridge.
6: <laughs> but um,
5: I was told it was a documentary when I signed the contract. It was a day four and Dominic has lost the olives. <laughs> and, um, and I was in this recording studio and I was bored and I lifted up a manhole cover-type hatch on the floor and there was a load of polystyrene granules under there. And I said, what's that? And a man said, that's polar bears' footprints. Because when they show nature programmes, the, the punters want to hear yeah. the footprints of the polar bears, and, of course, you can't with a long-range lens on the camera. So they mock it all up in the studio, all that stuff. So that lion sound... <laughs> ..is exactly... That's exactly what happens. They, they put Susan Perkins' head in a big glass...
4: You now, should hear me do my hyena farting. It's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cross tundra. I have to say, I did wonder how you both made a living, cos I knew it wasn't here. Primary school children in Lancashire are being given advice by police on how to spot potential terrorists.
5: It's going to make Crime Watch good, isn't it? Have you seen anybody who looks like everybody else?
1: (laughs) Before we reveal the final scores, let's hear the cuttings the teams have brought along. Mr Ween.
5: Sandy, this
2: is from a leaflet sent in by Gwyneth Price promoting the Help the Aged funeral plan. The benefits of a Help the Aged funeral plan guaranteed acceptance, no hidden extras freedom to personalise any of our plans, freedom to choose any funeral director, and finally, money-back guarantee.
3: (laughs) Mr Hamilton. This is from David Miles in Woodley, and it's from the front page of the Sunday Times, and it says, Free CD inside Noel Gallagher. (laughs) Mr Miles has written underneath it, well, I'm not getting it out.
1: (laughs) Let's take a look at the final score. Francis and Andy have got 11 points, but this week's winners are Sue and Jeremy with 13. (laughs) Before we leave you, here is a cutting from the Marshwood Vale magazine sent to us by Caroline Buxton.
0: Visit the Dorset Knob Throwing Festival. (laughs) Beside knob throwing there'll be additional fun attractions, including knob painting, (laughs) a knob and spoon race, (laughs) guess the weight of the big knob, (laughs) knob darts, and a knob pyramid.
1: And with that, goodbye.
0: Taking part in the news quiz were Francis Ween, Andy Hamilton, Sue Perkins and Jeremy Hardy. In the chair was Andy Toxvig and the news was read by me, Rory Morrison. The chair script was written by Simon Littlefield, Rodri Crooks and Lucy Clark, with additional material by John Luke Roberts and Gareth Gwynne. The producer was Victoria Lloyd.